Chapter Four of Jean Craig, Graduate Nurse. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Davy Ling. Jean Craig, Graduate Nurse by K. Littleton. Chapter Four, Emergency Operation. The following night, Jean was on duty. She had just come up from early supper when she was called into Doctor Barsh's office. Miss Craig. Doctor Barsh said briskly, "I haven't much time to explain, but if you will get your sketch pad, I want you to try to do a drawing of an operation I'm about to perform. The little Duprez boy is coming in immediately. Acute appendicitis. Loring says we can't wait. I've already called the staff." Jean gasped. "You mean you want me to go right in there and do a drawing?" she asked. Doctor Barsh nodded. "You can't learn surgical art any better way." I don't expect to be able to use your sketch, but I want you to have the practice. Then you won't use me to assist you? She asked. Doctor Barsh frowned impatiently. Naturally not. Now please hurry. Get your materials, and I'll see you upstairs. Jean hurried to her room and snatched up her sketch pad and pencils. She ran down to the hall towards the operating room and went into the small lavatory to scrub. Two women were scouring the room, and Helen Pierce was sterilizing instruments. When Jean had finished scrubbing, Helen helped her with her gloves and mask. This is a real emergency, Helen muttered as she checked her instruments. They always wait till the last minute before they call the doctor. Will it be a dangerous operation? Jean asked. Helen shrugged. That depends. Usually, an appendectomy is a snap. That is easy for the patient, but it can be ticklish if the appendix is ready to break open. Doctor Barsh and Ted came in to scrub up. The girls worked in silence. And the only sound was that of the rushing water in the lavatory. Doctor Henry, the anesthetician, bustled in and, after scrubbing, came over to the sterilizer and peeked in. "I can't use ether, Miss Pierce," he said. "You should know that," he grunted. "And if we could use a complete anesthetic, I'd choose sodium pentothal. But this will have to be a local block. The child undoubtedly has eaten today." Helen nodded and went over to the cabinet. Carefully, she selected an injection syringe with her tongs and dropped it into the sterilizer. Doctor Henry checked his supply of anesthetic, nodded, and rubbed his gloved hands together briskly. Jean frowned. "Why can't you use ether, Doctor Henry?" she asked. The portly, middle-aged anesthetician turned around to face her. "Some people get very sick when we put them out. Particles of food or liquid are apt to catch in their lungs. They haven't the control of their reflexes that people who are awake do." There is always the danger of a patient choking to death. Then the child will be conscious. Jean asked. He'll know what's going on. I know we use that frequently for adults, but won't it be difficult with a child? Ted laughed. He won't know much. We already have him so groggy with sedatives that he doesn't know what's going on. Doctor Barsh frowned impatiently. What's keeping them? Every minute we lose gives us less of a chance. As he spoke, the small patient was wheeled into the operating room. Jean's heart went out to the tiny white figure lying on the table. His eyes were dulled, and his body was partially relaxed, but his face was a study in fear. Doctor Barsh stepped over to the table. "All right, son," he said gently. "I'm going to put a curtain right over your middle. You know what you're going to feel." Jean Duprez shook his head, and he gazed pleadingly at Doctor Barsh. "Ever been to the dentist?" The boy nodded. And did he poke a needle into your gum so that it wouldn't hurt when he drilled into your tooth? Doctor Barsh asked. Jean nodded solemnly. Sally, 
who had come in with the boy, and Helen turned him over on his side and bent his legs up to meet his chest. Well, we're going to do the same thing now. We're only going to hurt you enough to make you say, Ouch! Jean interrupted Dr. Barsh by saying, Ouch! That's it, Jean, Dr. Barsh said. You're going to feel something else now. Your toes will get all numb, then your legs, then your tummy. Now I have a feather, and I'm going to tickle your tummy. You tell me when you can't feel it any longer. Sally drew the curtain across the boy's abdomen so that he couldn't see below his chest. Then she took her station by Jean's head. Smiling down at him, she tussled his hair. Feel kind of sleepy, don't you? she asked. It still tickles, Jean murmured. On the other side of the curtain, Dr. Barsh had made the incision. He smiled and silently gave thanks to the anesthetic, which made a deep abdominal wound feel like a tickle. But his smile disappeared when he reached the appendix. Oh, brother, Ted said, shaking his head. Jean glanced at the open wound and began to sketch rapidly. Here's one we caught just in time, Dr. Barsh sighed. He spoke so low that Jean couldn't hear him. Look at that appendix. I'll be lucky if I can get it out without breaking it. When, in heaven's name, did you first see this boy? He asked Ted. Ted bit his lip. Ten minutes before we came over. I didn't even stop to do a blood count on him. Let's not talk about it. I get cold shivers up and down my back when I think about how close his mother came to giving him something for a stomachache instead of calling a doctor. Jean shuddered at the thought. It still tickles, doctor, Jean said in a piping voice. I'll tell you when it stops. Jean grinned as she bent over her sketch. Something just stopped her, Ted continued. She called me instead. A hunch, she said. God loves his small creatures, Dr. Barsh replied. All right, here we go. He lifted the swollen appendix from the wound with great care. With a sigh of relief, he placed it carefully in a receptacle on the table. The distended organ broke it as he laid it down. Ye gods, Ted said, turning white. That's the closest one I've ever seen. Dr. Barsh grinned as he started to sew up the incision. It's all over now, doctor. Jean, does it still tickle? A little bit, the boy answered. Not much. Good boy, Dr. Barsh said. He finished his sewing and nodded. What about now? I don't feel anything now, Jean admitted. You going to cut into my stomach now? His face became tense with fear. Sally rubbed his forehead and grinned. Too bad, Jean, she said. You missed the show. Jean stared up at her. What? he asked. Dr. Barsh dressed the wound and pulled the curtain out aside. How do you feel? he asked. I'm I'm a little scared, Jean admitted. Dr. Barsh laughed. We just played a dirty trick on you, son. Your operation's all over. Sally gave the patient an injection, and he relaxed again. You're going to sleep for a while now, and when you wake up, you'll be back in your room with a sore tummy. Jean relaxed and slipped off to sleep, as Sally and Helen wheeled him down the corridor. Dr. Barsh slipped off his gloves and glanced at the broken appendix. He shook his head. Get that to the lab right away, he said. Miss Hancock can take it down when she gets back. Miss Craig, you come on down to my office with me. I want to take a look at that sketch. When they reached Dr. Barsh's office, Jean laid her sketch pad on the desk for Dr. Barsh to see. He picked it up and nodded. Sit down, Miss Craig. Dr. Loring will be down in a minute. I want him to have a look at this, too. Then we'll get some coffee. I could use some. Jean smiled. I'll go down to the kitchen and get some while we're waiting, she offered. You must be tired. 
Dr. Barsh waved his hand. Sit down. The coffee can wait. He tapped the sketch with his forefinger and looked at it thoughtfully for a moment. Then he searched among the papers on his desk for a letter. Finding it, he nodded his head as he read it over. I think maybe we found a way to put your talents to practical use, Miss Craig, he said slowly. Jean jumped up. Really? she cried. But how? I mean, I'm so far from ready to do anything useful with my art. Surgical art is a specialized and highly skilled profession. The doctor nodded gravely. Yes, it most certainly is, he said thoughtfully. And of course, the sketch you did for us just now is still rather amateurish. But I was right about you, I think. It shows a great deal of promise. Jean grinned with pleasure. Thank you, doctor, she said. Dr. Barsh picked up the letter again. I've been in touch with a medical publisher about you. You see, whenever they hear of a promising young artist who knows something about medicine, uh, they leap at the chance to sign him or her up. It doesn't happen often. Not often enough that an artist is also interested in medicine. Jean clasped her hands together. You mean, some publisher wants me to do drawings for him? Dr. Barsh laughed. Not so fast, young lady. No, their offer isn't quite that spectacular. He rubbed his hands together. But in a sense, I suppose maybe the offer is, in its way, more spectacular. You see, they want you to take more art courses. But, Jean began. The doctor held up his hand. Wait till I finish, he said. I think it can all be figured out quite simply. You will finish your nurse's training this summer. And then, as I understand it, you are thinking about being married. Jean hesitated. Of course, no definite date has been set yet. Dr. Barsh stroked his chin. Well, let's assume that the wedding will take place soon after your graduation. When you reach Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, you can begin a correspondence course in art, can't you? Jean grinned. I had sort of planned to continue studying art after Ralph and I were married. She looked down. You see, I don't want to forget my skills just because I'm being married. The doctor grinned. Fine, fine, he said. Then my little plan can be worked. This publishing company is prepared to award you a sort of scholarship so that you can take the course. In return, you will have to make arrangements with a hospital near your home in Saskatchewan to attend their operations and do sketching for the company when you have completed the course. Jean thought for a moment. There is a small hospital near Ralph's ranch, she said. Ralph has told me about it. Certainly, I could make arrangements with them to sketch at their operations. Dr. Barsh nodded. Of course I'll help you arrange things. Uh, I think maybe if they realize you're a student of mine, there won't be much trouble with the details. Someone opened the door, Ted called from the outside. I've got coffee for everyone. Jean went over to the door. Ted brought in the tray and set it on the desk. You should have let me get it, Jean cried. Ted smiled. Division of labor, my child. Dr. Barsh operates. You sketch, and I just stand around, so I'm elected coffee boy. Take a look at Miss Craig's sketch, Loring, Dr. Barsh said, handing him the pad. I think it's pretty fair. That's high praise coming from you, Ted laughed. He looked at it carefully. Uh-huh, he said, nodding. It looks swell. Jeannie, you could make a career out of doing this. Jean laughed. Dr. Barsh and I have just been discussing that. But of course, you're off to the altar, and there's the end of a beautiful career, Ted said dolefully. Oh no, Jean cried. Dr. Barsh smiled slyly. Sounds to me as if you are against marriage, Dr. Loring. I suppose Miss Simpson realizes this? Ted blushed. Oh, marriage is all right, he protested. 
Dr. Barsh lit his pipe. Marriage is all right. Hmm, he said playfully. I've a notion to tell Miss Simpson how enthusiastic you are about the institution of wedlock. You and your city ways. Moon and pussyfoot all round and steal the best doggone supervisor of nurses I ever had. All right, indeed. Ted shifted painfully. Oh, I'm very much in favor of marriage, doctor. That's good to hear, Dr. Barsh said. It's just that Jean draws so well. And Miss Simpson makes such a good supervisor, Dr. Barsh added. Ted squirmed. I'm sorry, he said. You can't have her back. He looked at Jean's and Dr. Barsh's faces. They were grinning. Dr. Barsh, you shouldn't tease him so, Jean said lightly. Isn't it all right to tell him about the plan? Dr. Barsh puffed at his pipe. Of course, my dear. Breathlessly, Jean repeated Dr. Barsh's plans to, for her to Ted. The young doctor nodded and clapped his hands together in agreement. Marvelous idea, Jeanie, he said. I think Ralph will like the idea, too. End of chapter 4